0: This is CliffCentral.com. Property, 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 property. I'm trying to invest. Money in by the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo. For like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling. Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. Buy back the hood, I'm about to buy
1: back the hood. You know when you buy hear that it's hood. time for living it up with Lerato Shabalala. How is everybody today? It is the last Wednesday of September. Um and you know how uh how we roll uh, from 10 until 11 every Wednesday. Um, we give you nothing but the best in real estate and property. Um, if you uh, missed last week's podcast, remember you can go to cliffcentral.com. I was in the studio with the man who sponsors the show himself, Mr. Ali Mam He was here with me last week talking about the ups and downs of real estate. Like I said, you can go to cliffcentral.com. To find out more about that, no, I'm sorry. We're actually talking about uh, property uh, uh, in predominantly black areas or townships, and how you should invest in them. You can also go to our Facebook page on uh, Living it Up with Lerato Shavala on Facebook. Follow us, please. Friend us, friend us. Uh, comment on our page, and um, we just we just love to hear from you. Um, today, I'm quite excited because I've actually interviewed this man before. This is my second time <laughs> <laughs> interviewing him um, and I wanted to bring him in, not because I have experience with, with interviewing him, and he 's got a, a great voice and he 's got an impeccable taste too. We will have pictures later on. Oh, you' um, kind <laughs> which you can check out on our Facebook page as well. Um, so one of the things that I have uh, found out is that four out of five people who are applying for a home loan have to do it through a financial institution. So not all of us have tatted our chances and our millions and then have, you know, uh, cash to buy property. So most people, four out of five people in South Africa who apply for a, um, a home loan have to do it through an institution. It's, it's not because they have their own money. So you are going to at some point have to speak to somebody like, uh, uh Timothy. And I, I, I wanted to bring him in here because I know he's a great interview, but also, just to kind of demystify, particularly for the banks, <laughs> sure. to, de- do, to demystify the um, kind of the misgivings, yes, misgivings that people admits. have, you know, uh, around banks. So, I have the head of home loans, sales and client value management for NetBank, which have you just relaunched as a bank? We or haven't relaunched.
0: We've just uh, had a. Um a review of our brand position. Yes, so, yes. Uh, yeah. So we moved from, uh, uh, make things happen to see money differently. Mm,
1: yeah. mm. So, so th- this is Mr. Tim Akinusi. Uh, oh, Timothy to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, as I said, he's the executive, uh, head of home loans, sales and client value management at, uh, NetBank. So Tim, I thought we could start quickly, uh, by talking about, um, The fact that four out of five people applying uh, for home loans have to go through a bank, right? And most people have the sense of trepidation when faced with... Oh, I'm going to have to the process. Are we going to grant you the loan? Yeah, will I get it? And How much? Do they want people with millions and millions or hundreds <laughs> of thousands? <laughs> and, you know, do I have to have a card that's black, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And the truth of the matter is that in a country like South Africa, where we are still addressing and redressing a lot of historical issues, there are many people in this country. I would reckon that 80% of the people would have to go through a bank. Sure, and so there are six touch points that people say you must look at, but I thought that uh maybe we could start off with um you your experience you you i interviewed you two years ago, so this is something that you're you know quite a fan i do want to ask you about renovations because you were a part if you didn't see Tim on television, he was on uh
0: <laughs> <in> a home <laughs> a home
1: oh s a b c three was our SABC a a b c three and I have a personal thing around renovations and how your property looks on the interior. Uh, we've had, uh, a good friend of mine, interior designer, Tabitha Wukubong here on the show as well, talking about the interior of the house and how we can make it better. So, Tim, let's, let's... Uh, what are banks looking for? Let's start Let's start there. When I'm a customer who's about to apply for a home loan, what are banks looking for? What kind of person will find themselves being given a 100% loan? And what kind of a person finds themselves getting maybe 50%? What are you looking for?
0: Sure. So let me start by saying um, banks very much are in the business of creating homeowners by um, giving you... A loan to buy your dream house or mm. your investment property, whatever it is you want to do within the property sector. Mm. So what we want to make sure is that because this is a long-term commitment, we want to establish two things. You know, firstly it's to establish that you have a healthy relationship with credit. How have you been able to make steady and consistent repayments on small debts? Your credit card, your car, a clothing account, etc. So we look to the credit bureaus to give us a record of how you've managed repayments over a long period of time. Then secondly, we want to also make sure that you can afford it. So what is your income? What are you earning? And how much disposable income do you have to commit to a property? So affordability is also key. And once we're able to to establish those two aspects, we very much want to get into a long-term agreement with you where we can fund your home, Um, Show you how to maintain it Show you how to restructure it If you should get into any financial difficulty Just to ensure that this property remains an asset to you Mm. And that it can serve you in the long run Mm. That's what we're trying to do
1: Mm. So often, I mean, we've had uh, different people here on the show um, And uh, when I say different people I mean in the sense of people who uh, bond originators, etc. We'll we'll get to that. Sure. Who have advice on? Okay, this is what you know. If you go to one bank, one bank won't give you the best. Um, a price, and so I thought we'll get to that. I wanted sure. to touch on that so that you can it can percolate in your mind. But right. you've touched on the first two points. Uh, apparently, there are six questions that you should ask yourself before you apply for a homeland, which is what is your credit score, which you refer to, Absolutely. I think, um, and what is your annual income. Now, I want to sort of combine those two questions okay. and say to you, as a bank when you're looking when you're looking at. Um, when you're looking at the, the, a person's goal or the, whether they can afford a property, right? Right. <laughs> can a person, uh, I don't want to say cook their, Manipulate things, yes, misrepresent yes, yes, yes. things. Yes yes, 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 that's the right one. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, I think, uh, people do that obviously because they, they feel nervous about, um, being declined or not being able to get the right amount of credit from, from the banks. Mm. So they'll often misrepresent their, uh, their earnings or their affordability. And I must say that, that serves nobody, you know, because at the end of the day, this is a long-term commitment, um, we want to protect you to make sure that when we do give you a loan, that you can actually afford to make your repayments comfortably mm. so that this property remains an asset. So it's not going to impair your credit record because you you haven't been able to keep up with payments. And at the end of the day, you know, you you're going to live in this house. You don't want to always... Be concerned about the phone call from the banks To say, you know, we are we are missing a couple of payments When are you going to catch up? Mm. That's not the sort of relationship That a bank wants to have with its uh, clients Mm. So it's always best to just give us A true sense of what you can afford And to be conservative Because when you're conservative You put yourself in a position where Over time, maybe there's an interest rate hike Or you have some unforeseen uh, renovations you want to do that you have some level of contingency that you can continue to make those repayments comfortably um, and live in your house.
1: So, when you say be conservative, do you mean in the sense of um, the house? I think I can afford $2 million. Uh, but in actual fact, when I look at everything that I, 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 I have to pay for, maybe I should rather aim for uh, $1.5 million as opposed to $2 million. Do you mean in that sense? So, you're not sort of overshooting what you can afford?
0: Yes, I think that's, that's part of it. Certainly to, uh, to make sure that you are buying a place that you can afford comfortably over a long period of time. Mm. I think the other thing that's important is where you, where you have contractual expenses, mm. don't understate those because those are fixed expenses that will go off in your account every single month. So where you have variable expenses and you say, well, I used to eat out four times a week. That used to cost me three and a half thousand yeah. rand. Then, of course, you can then tell yourself, listen, I'm getting into a long-term relationship with a bank and this property is important to me. So, therefore, I'm willing to cut back on uh, the amount of times I get out. So, right. therefore, now I have, uh, if you cut it down by 50%, now you have another grand five yes, yes. to put towards the uh, the repayment of the house or yep. the payment of levies, etc., etc. What we've done from a net bank perspective is we've actually developed a product. To allow customers to shop with confidence. So we ha- it's called Instant Bond Indicator. Okay. It's a simple online tool. You simply go on, uh, you complete, uh, 14 fields and we will give you a real, a real time view of your credit as well as your affordability of what the bank will give you when you've actually found your property. Mm. So we'll tell you exactly how much we expect your repayments to be, arranged range, and also the costs that are involved. So your transfer cost, your registration cost and uh you know the the initiation fee. So what that does is that once you've completed this application, uh it's a very short short one.
1: Yeah, because people when they hear application they think like forms and yes, forms and yes, forms. Yes, yeah.
0: yes, Yeah, it really is it's exactly what its name suggests, instant bond indicator. It gives you a very good indication of what Nedbank Bank is likely to give you when you find your property. Right. So now you can meet with your estate agent, you can shop with confidence because you've now said Nedbank Bank is prepared to give me this right. or this house. Right. So now if the if the, the score comes back and says you can afford a house for a million rand, you now know don't don't bother looking at the house for one point five unless you can negotiate the price back down to million. Of course, yes. You kind of know exactly Sort of the range that that you're working with.
1: Mm, mm. So, I uh, just in case you're wondering who this man with the smooth ass voice is, I is <laughs> <laughs> uh, the head, uh, the executive head of uh, ho- uh, home loan sales and client value management at uh, Ned Bank, Mr. Timothy Akunusi. So, um, and and. L- listen. If you have a meeting right now and you are not able to listen to the podcast as we speak, remember you can go back and download it on Cliffcentral dot com. We are live and direct every Wednesday with me, Lerato Shabalala, from ten until eleven. Um and remember, this podcast is brought to you by the one and only Raleigh Mampewule. Uh, you can go to rally-mampewule.co.za to find out more about Raleigh Properties as well as this podcast. So, Tim, I want to ask you, and I, I'll just be honest. Sure. A lot of people say, why do I need to have credit to get to credit? Get credit. <laughs> why do I need to owe somebody for you to give me money? How come a bank is maybe... Th- 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 not not unwilling But why are banks mandated uh, To fund people That have credit As opposed to people Who are debt free As it were uh, uh, Why does it work that way And it's worked right. that way By the way This is not something That Ned Bangalore does It's worked that way Since the banks Were developed in the 1800s So right. <laughs> this is how it's been
0: Yeah look I think that that That's a very loaded Sort of question To say why Why do you need credit To get credit I think what Banks are looking for is uh, Some level of Payment behavior okay. and you can Only establish that once you've been in a Position where you've people have entrusted You with some credit and You've demonstrated your ability to make repayments Consistently so I think Simplistically it then looks like oh You know the bank has you know requires Me to go get a credit card Just so that I can get More money from them in the form of a home Loan yep. or a or a uh, a car loan or whatever the case might be. And I think it's not so much about the banks want you to get involved in credit, but it's, it's, that's a way we could formally all agree mm. that this is your behavior with credit over the recent past.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's, it's almost in a sort of similar way that you apply for a job and they want to know what experience do you have working. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, in, in a way, way because, yeah. you know, the more senior you are, the more money you want, you've got to prove that you have, have been around the block and Absolutely. you know how to handle yourself. And your track
0: record says yes. something about you. Um, it's, it's not about take my word for it. There it's in black and white. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've held, uh, an Edgar's account for three years and mm. I've never missed a payment. It's in black and white. You don't, you don't have to try to convince a somebody bank manager exactly that. No, that can, actually that you're good I for can it. manage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: So a lot of people, um, uh, w- w- what we found out through, Doing these podcasts, and for me, one of the reasons why I wanted to do it is that we often talk about, you know, oh, bring back the land. But what happens <laughs> once you have it? So, sure. I, I, what I'm committed to is giving people the tools of understanding what it means to have a property, and not just have it have it for the sake of having it. Where, where, what location have you bought in? And we'll get into that a Absolutely. little bit later. But also just understanding how the property market works sure. is is a huge part of why I do this. Now they say that 80% of people who are applying for a home loan are Applying for the first time, okay?
0: Wow, that's that's a high
1: stat. That's I mean, quite a yeah, high number, yeah, right? Yeah. So if I'm listening to the this podcast, which you can download on ClearCentral.com, mm-hmm. and I had, have had my first job for about six months to eight months, or whatever the case may be, or even two years, okay, sure. I am now thinking of, okay, I want to see. I think I can afford property for five thousand rands, or whatever the case may be. What kind of um, credit is a bank looking for? What is good credit? What 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 should I look for? I, obviously, you're not telling everybody to go and open a store account for the sake of opening a store account. But are there is there particular is there good debt that the banks are looking for as opposed to a bad debt?
0: I don't think it's so much about um, good or bad debt, but yeah. it's about your relationship with it. Okay. You know, when you've when you've taken out credit. Have you made repayments consistently? Mm. So the bank is not going to judge you to say you've taken out a personal loan and therefore, uh, we think that you are irresponsible with, with credit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because you, your personal loan could be used to build a house, could be used to pay school fees, which are good things, good, mm. good ways of using, um, credit. What I think that is, is important is that we want to make sure that whatever credit we advance in you, you have the earnings to support monthly repayments. Over a long period of time. Mm, mm. Um, so, uh, what I'll always advise is that um, credit is, is good. Credit helps you helps you get the things that that that, that you need immediately. Mm. So you're not you know having to spend. A long period of time trying to save up for something that, you know, um, you can use to advance your life today. Yep, yep,
1: yep, yep. Um, as I said to you earlier, we're we're talking to Mr. Timothy Okunisi, who is the executive head of home loan sales and client value for, um, uh, NetBank, uh, you will be able to download this podcast immediately. As soon as we <laughs> switch switch off the mic, you'll be able to download it on cliffcentral, uh, dot com. And as I said to you, this podcast is brought to you by, by Raleigh Properties. You can go to rally za to learn more about Raleigh Properties as well as the podcast. Um, so one of the things they ask you, Tim, um, to, to be aware of or well, think about is a deposit. Okay, now uh, I've asked this to, for, to different people. Sure. Bond originators, Riley himself when he's been here. What is a, how do you know that you have a good deposit? Is there is? what should you be thinking about when you're thinking of, of a deposit for a place? And I mean, we can start conservat- conservatively with say 600,000 houses. I think that's what is called the affordable market. yes, yeah, so thinking.
0: that's about from... Uh, um a place that is valued at six hundred to about three hundred thousand, so yeah. that's that's the range for affordable housing. Okay. But to your point around deposits, right? Um, deposits are there for, for two reasons. Uh, so if you want the quantum, it's between five to ten percent. Okay. You know, that's 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 a comfortable range. Uh, we also understand that not everybody has had the opportunity to, uh, or the time to have saved up for a deposit, mm-hmm. especially first time home buyers where they haven't had. The opportunity to have paid off a house before, had some property appreciation and had a lump sum to then put into the next house. Mm. So those would be the first time home buyers who are not in that position. The second one would be, um, the segment of affordable housing, um, clients, individuals who we know just, do, they've never had a strong history of savings mm. and, um, and, and cash on hand is a challenge, mm. but we still believe that they should be homeowners. And, in, and to that end, what we do is we try to provide as many opportunities for them to get a hundred percent loan mm. with our, our, uh, home loans, uh, our net bank home loans, uh, affordability, affordable housing product. What we've done is that we've actually waived the initiation fee, which is a fee of about close to 6,000 rand for our affordable housing clients, just to assist them with being able to afford, um, to make a, uh, uh to afford the house that they'll be going into.
1: So how do they know that they fall within this category, Tim, of, of the affordable housing?
0: There's an income criteria. Okay. So there's an income criteria that we use, and that's uh, up to about 22,500 um, rands uh, joint
1: income. Which, if you're, if you're listening, and the only reason I know this is because I'm a journalist, if you're listening and thinking, how did the bank come to 22, uh, thousand? The, the average, uh, household income in South Africa is about 20k. So oh, yeah. it, it, it is sort of based on a sort of a general, um, a figure for sure. what people in South Africa earn. Sure. So it wasn't pulled out of the ether. <laughs> <laughs> so I've read somewhere that it, it also can be between 10 and 30 percent of your bond
0: yeah i think you know you can make the deposit as as big as, as you want it to okay. it's it's all about your uh your access to to that free cash mm. um but what we'd like to see is some commitment from new home buyers to so say if you're able to put down five to ten percent then we know you're committed to this mm. you are signaling to the bank that you know this is a property that you want to pay off over uh Maybe even a shorter period of time beyond the contractual 22 25 years. Mm. And what that also does is that it gives you leverage to be able to negotiate on what type of rate you get from the banks. What so, type of interest rate you get a- from the banks. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on the one hand, it gets you what people would call skin in the game. Right. So having some level of equity in it and we know that you are unlikely to default once you've actually put down your own money into it right and that's why the the deposit then becomes quite an important tool in you know in, in how to manage risk both for the bank as well as for for clients yeah, too
1: yeah. Now before we get to the fun part Because I have a thing for um, Home renovations etc And you were a judge uh, On behalf of Netbank for the Winner Home Show I wanted to uh, address something with you So we've had two bond originators In the last uh, couple of months Of these um, podcast, um, which I said you can get on uh living it up with Lerato Shabalala. I want We've had conversations with bond originators who have said, sure. the reason why you should go with us is because we will give you the best rate. We will go to five or six or different banks and we'll get the best rate for you. Because when you go to one bank... And they know that you're only going to them. It is unlikely that they will give you the best rate. I'm almost quoting person. Okay. <laughs> so now that I have <laughs> somebody who's in charge of home loans and works for a bank, how true is that? Or should, should, uh, sh- should we listen to that advice as uh, customers and go, Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> What is the truth in that, and uh, um, how how do banks approach uh, that type of thing?
0: So let me answer this question this way: Uh, I I didn't, you know, have the opportunity to listen to that podcast. I would have, you know, uh, wanted to have uh, heard it firsthand. Yeah. Um, But what I will say is that bond originators uh, work with banks. Yes. Uh, They work with us um, because they are another channel in which they bring. Applicants to us mm-hmm. And their value proposition is A pretty good one, you know, the idea that Somebody can go out and um, Get Multiple Quotations for you, mm. okay And the math is a simple one If I'm dealing with one bank, I have One in four chances Of getting the bond Versus mm. dealing with four banks, I've got four chances Of actually getting a, An approved bond mm so the more quotes you have out there that just increases your chance of getting an approval mm-hmm. and that's what they provide whether or not they do it in practice or how they execute it i can't speak uh you know um in a lot of detail around that i mm-hmm. think the originator's you know they they kind of um they know how to uh to apply their minds to each client mm-hmm. but what i will say is that if you in most instances about 60% of uh the adult population in south africa is already banked mm-hmm. Your bank Typically Because you have your transaction account with them You've got potentially credit cards Other uh, banking products with them They should know enough about you So they should be the ones to get you The best possible rate or LTV Or best package Mm. In practice, it doesn't always happen that way
1: Yes, it happened to me I had a bank (laughs) that I was with my whole life And they rejected me Which means I left them and went to another bank And got a a home loan from there So sometimes a bank can know your credit history And still refuse
0: And still refuse, right? But I think that in in most instances Because they know enough about you They should be the ones to put the best deal on the table Because they want to retain your services Retain you as a client and, uh, they don't want to run the risk that you, you experienced when yeah. you actually had to move your banking accounts elsewhere. Yeah. Um, what I do think is, is important to, to say is that when you're looking for any financial product, and in this case, it's, it's, it's a home loan, it's best to always go directly to your bank, speak okay. to your banker. They will, they will, they will demonstrate a, a certain level of understanding about where you're at. And, um, they'll be able to assist you with the best possible deal. Mm. I think in anything, uh, we know that, um, once you're a little bit removed from the individuals that are giving you the financing, you introduce certain levels of cost Mm. involved, you know, um, and uh, for example, if I were in the life insurance space, if I went directly to a life insurer, I'm likely to negotiate better and get the best rate rather than going through a broker. Who uh, would potentially charge you brokerage fees Yes,
1: yes, cetera, yes Right
0: um, So My advice is to get the best experience To be able to get somebody who understands you fully That you can uh, You know, have dialogue with And um, And, be, and you know, share whatever concerns you You have with them mm. It's best to approach your bank first
1: No, okay? Now, the vendor The, the, the bond originators Tim, because they work with the banks yes. They're able to come back and say Well Bank X has said uh, they'll give this person X amount. What can you give them? Can I, as a customer, after having talked to you as my bank, I'm at NetBank, I tell you guys that I want to do this, and I then go somewhere else to ask for another opinion. Can I come back and say to you as my bank, as a customer, and say, "They Bank X has said this to me. Is this really the the best rate you can you can give me? Is that within the realm of re- re- I mean <laughs> reality for customers? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And, and that that's I suppose the the prevailing practice today is that customers um, who get one quote would would shop around mm. you know they would they would uh what we like to call horse trading you know they would take okay. one quote and they would try and get the other banks to to better it etc um which obviously becomes uh uh very difficult for us to to bank a customer once um, you know we we have uh a lot of horse trading going on because mm. um you know then then customers are simply just driving the price down mm. you know um and, and this, this is not just a banking issue. This happens across a lot of industries, yeah. you know, uh, you know, um, in the short-term space, as soon as people's premiums are likely to go up, what do they do? They go out, they look for other options, right? Yeah. 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 So it's,
1: it's just, as you say, it's, it's, if it's within the realm of reality, I think a lot of people are going to feel like, oh, okay, so I can come back. Because I think people become hesitant when they think they only have that one option. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I guess what Timothy is trying to say to you is take it upon yourself to make sure that you – um, have done the research sure. and you sure. are basically the one who, who will open the door to getting the best rate. Um as I said to you, we're talking to the executive head, uh, for home loan sales and client value management at NetBank, Mr. Timothy Akinusi. Uh, remember that as we finish this, po- this podcast at 11 a.m. You'll be able to download it immediately on tri- cliffcentral.com. You can also go to our Facebook page which is uh, Living It Up with Lerato Shabalala and basically um get to see Tim himself. So when you see him in the mall, you can say, Hey, Tim! <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't NetBank funded me? <laughs> Speaking of NetBank, you were one of the judges for the NetBank Win uh, a Home mm-hmm. Show uh, which was on I think about two years ago in 2015. Yeah. And it, the, the show was interesting for me because I've always been um, interested in home loan renovations. Sure. And I think what has happened as a result of um, several TV shows coming up, um, people have wanted fixer uppers. Sure. Okay, so most people say. Exciting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I want a house because often people say do you get the, you just get the, you, you can get a house that doesn't look great as long as it's in the right neighborhood. And we'll get to the location and how banks, Um Find you according to where you are. So, if I want to fix a wrapper, right? Okay, I want to turn it into what I want it to be. Maybe I have an Art Deco type feel about me, and I want to show that. Maybe you know, I'm interested in architecture. Somebody like me who watches grand designs, and so right. I want to to my building to speak about the vernacular language of the. You
0: want it to be an extension of you of myself, yes, my yes, personality, yes.
1: Um, but I'm not really sure how to go about it. Um, what, what um, does a bank like NetBank uh, do? Particularly because I think you're the only bank who's shown commitment to uh, showing people how they can make their houses better. Right. Do I get a lesser home loan and then get a, um, a loan to fund the renovations? Or w- what packages do banks have for people who want? Does it for people who want to be able to fix their homes up? To fix their homes up, their okay.
0: homes to, yeah. So again, uh, it all depends on what you can afford, okay. right? And uh, one of the the dangers, the common dangers of uh, fixer uppers, as you would call them, is you don't want to overcapitalize on the place. So you don't want to buy a place and uh, and renovate it and spend too much. Because at the end of the day, once it's been valued, you've got to have created value from yep. the place. So, um, this idea of yours is, is great. You know, you want to create a house that uh, reflects yourself, reflects your life stage and just, you know, something that, that gives you joy, right? What I think you should always bear in mind is that you may, you also are building an asset. You also want to be in a position where one day you can sell this thing off and, uh, you know, and have, so-called flipped it mm. In a way that uh, Whatever you've spent On the renovations Has been an, an, an investment To enhance the value of it
1: And you're so able to recoup it
0: Recoup that yeah. investment Right yeah. So um, And recouping is not just about The financial uh, The money that you've put into it Also your time and effort mm. You know mm. And And obviously your creativity Etc So um, It's always best to uh, When you are looking for a for a uh, a home loan for a house that's already existing, and you want to make repairs on it, let the bank know okay. so that we we are in a position to value that house correctly, and um and we've got something called uh, um I forget the name of the product right 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 now, but mm. it's a product that allows you to register a higher amount than what you're actually bonding, so that you can at some point in time come out and take out a further loan. To be able to then make whatever renovations you would you would like to make.
1: I really do hope you remember that uh, term, what the product term, because I will uh, it, it's 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 important for somebody like me who I have uh, gotten two properties before, and what I learned, and I was talking to Gareth Cliff about this uh, recently, is that actually, even if you've bought several properties, you still don't know everything there is to know. Sure, and that has been a. a, a personal project for me to say i do want my next property to have a sense of who i am you know i don't want to buy a house and be charged for somebody else's granite tops and wood uh, kitchen like i want to stamp myself but i obviously don't have as much money as i would have liked to where i can fund the renovation myself so i've often wanted to know what banks have and i think this is quite awesome that you have yes. this product offering so uh we have 20 minutes before we end the show so hopefully within that time uh Mr. <laughs> Timothy Akinouski <laughs> will contact somebody at his office and let us know what the product <laughs> offering is you are I'll tuned just, into uh... living it up with Dr. Shabalala we are live and direct every Wednesday from 10 until 11 on cliffcentral.com remember as soon as we're out of here you can download the podcast uh, I just want to I remind you once again that the podcast is brought to you by uh, Raleigh Properties. You can go to raleighmampewule.co.za to get more information on Raleigh himself as well as... um uh, this podcast I wanted to remind you um, That uh, if you missed last week's uh, show Where Riley was talking about By the way, we had such a great Heritage Day This uh, uh, this past weekend And we were basically talking last week About properties in the townships Or uh, what is uh, predominantly known As the affordable market And why you need to invest in that So um, Tim, I wanted to ask you So a lot of people um Think okay, I want to invest in property. Uh, me and three of my friends. I can't do it by myself, but me and three of my friends can come together. And uh, if you pay three thousand, three thousand, three thousand, you can buy a house together. Sure. And uh, people that I know who've done that are people who own property themselves, but want to um, have more, but can't do it by themselves, you know, whether you're a single mother or whatever the case may be. Right. So you do it with your friends. Sure. How uh, amiable are banks to that kind of sort of uh, collective? Arrangement, yeah, yeah.
0: Collective buying. Yeah. So we, in fact... Um I would say that a good 40% of the applications that we receive are joint bonds. Okay. So, uh, from a joint bond perspective, that could be two people or even three. And what we simply do is, uh, um, request that we get all the same information from one co-applicant as we do the next and, and, and the next. So Hmm. we would need the income and expenditure, we'd need, uh, their IDs, proof of, um, uh, or their banking statements and, uh, proof of income. Right? And as soon as we have the pay slip and all the information, we'll do an assessment and we'll be able to say collectively, you can afford X. Mm. And one person, the, the main applicant would then be assigned to say, okay, well, uh, would you be making the repayments? And, um, you would then be accountable together with your co-applicants for, uh, for repaying the loan. Uh, and typically all three of you would be registered as owners of the property
1: So you would uh, suggest that if you were Whoever's listening to this podcast would want to do the a similar thing That you as a collective, whether it's two of you or five of you Whatever the case may be Actually inquire about each other's credit uh, history before like just, to I think it would be a good idea
0: to have that <laughs> conversation because <laughs> because the banks are going. We we will we will yeah. assess each member of yeah. that collective. Yeah, so um, it's good to be honest to each yes, other, right? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, also, might be <made> awkward. <laughs> um, so a very sort of precarious issue with people is transfer costs. And why they seem to be so hectic. With my first property, I ended up asking the bank to uh, fund my transfer costs because I was not even aware that I needed to uh, pay transfer uh, costs. Right. So... uh, for a first time buyer, I think if you 're buying your property for the second time, you now be aware that if if it 's not new or a development that you 're getting for the first time, that there will be some transfer cost that will be expected on your side um, for first time buyers when it comes to transfer. Uh, cost is that something that you speak to your agent or your bank about quite early on when you say, "Oh, I walked into this house. I love this house. It, it it's hit eight hundred thousand. How much will the transfer cost be?" Or do you wait until the process is is in motion before you find out whether you're paying sixty k or fifty k or right. whatever the case may be?
0: The simple answer to that is it's always best to understand all the costs that are involved right up front Mm. because then at least you know, you know, how to prepare for them and you're not caught off guard. Yeah, unawares. Yeah. And, um, and this is not really a, uh, what, what do they call those? A, a poking or, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, when you, this is not a plug. Okay. But I do want to say that what we do is that with our product instant bond indicator, when you put in When you get an indication Of what we can loan you We also play back to you All the costs That are involved Okay So your registration cost Which is a cost That the attorneys Will charge you Okay And uh, in many instances We can actually give discounts on that Because we have We've got great Relationships with Our um, uh, uh, Attorney partners So we can give you A discount on that And then the regis- the, the transfer cost That is almost a tax To the government So Banks don't get involved in that. that that's okay. just the That's the cost to transfer the property from, from the existing to another- owner to the new owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, one of the things that the uh, the government has done is that they've constantly tried to lift what uh, the uh, the starting point of that cost would would be. So I think right now, um, I think if you're buying a property that is less than 750000 I was about they to touch up. Yes. They would not charge you any transfer duties on that.
1: I, I I remember, Riley, I was actually, did you see me going through my nose? I was actually looking <laughs> to see uh, what the amount is because I know I think it's about $700,000. Yeah. I'm it not before? sure if, it,
0: if it's actually been uh, lifted to 900000 Really. on the last budget dispute, but that that would be a really good surprise if it if it has been yeah, lifted. That,
1: that, that, yeah. that would really be a good right. surprise.
0: Because it, it, it literally means that for Either either you're buying a property that is worth that amount, then you you're exempt from paying uh, you know the the transfer cost on it, or if you're buying a property that's two million, for the first seven fifty, if it's a seven fifty now, mm. you are not going to be paying transfer cost on that. You'll be paying it on the balance, ah. which is the uh, you know it's one point two five
1: and i think it's a wonderful way of of banks showing a, a commitment to consumers to say we understand um where we are in the economy and this is not just south africa this is globally right, right. and when obviously the things were booming and people could afford it you know and i and i love the fact that it was changed recently i think it was just a, a couple of months ago when it was uh uh changed so i was yes. going to touch on that and say but that said though at least um nowadays you, you, it depends on how much yeah, money your your how, how much the property uh, is. Yes. So I wanted to uh, ask you, and I say this once again, I'm speaking to Timothy, Timothy Akinusi, who is the Executive Head of Home Loan Sales and Client Value Management at NetBank, today talking to us about what banks are looking for when people are applying for home loan because far four out of five people applying for home loans in South Africa have to. To do it through a bank So at some point or another In your financial life When you're buying property as a homeowner Or as a real estate um, uh, per, uh Somebody who's interested in real estate You're going to have to deal with somebody like a Timothy So it's best to have him here And have him t- talk uh to you So yeah. obviously people say Location, location Location is everything If I say to you I want to live in pl- place X and that place, for whatever reason, does not have uh, you know maybe you sort of look at the history of the place and the the property has been depreciating and we're actually lucky like in South Africa and that sure. you can go into different websites where you know a- you- they tell you what the property in that place has been going for, for the past six months. Right. So you, without even involving the bank, yeah. will be able to to out. make an assessment yeah. of whether this is where you should be living. Yeah. But let's say, hypothetically speaking, you do insist that you want to leave, live in this particular suburb. Right. And you as the bank are aware that there've been break-ins or there's a high crime situation or property for whatever reason is just uh, depreciating. Sure. Um, are you most likely to say no and end there? Or do banks kind of say to you with the help of your estate agents, or whatever the case may be, look, right. we don't find fund in this area, yeah. but we could find fund you in that area.
0: Right. So I think you've asked a very good question. Uh, so I think the first thing I would say is that from a net bank standpoint, we don't do what is typically called redlining. So we don't okay. say this is a complete no-go area. In fact, there are very few. Unless the area is just completely dilapidated, there are no houses where we can make comparative valuations on. Mm. Then we would, we would advise you to say, Hey, we don't think that your property is a good security in this place, mm. right? What we do is that we also grade areas. So we grade areas based on, uh, things like, um, the default rates that have happened in those particular areas. If we've seen multiple defaults happening, if we're not seeing developments, new, new uh, developments happening there, uh, uh, shopping malls, good schools, network of roads, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, we would typically grade that place a lot lower than something that is, uh, you know, that's that's showing signs of um, our growth and mm. um, and constant development. Mm. And I think you, as a as a potential homeowner, when you walk into an area, you've also got to, you know, just apply logic. Mm-hmm. You know, does this place look like it's well kept? Is it well lit? Are they is there maintenance happening? Mm. Can you get in and out of the place, uh, you know, very easily? Um, are amenities within walking distance, etc.? Mm. That should start to give you a vibe of the sort of area it's in, mm. um, because you want to buy in an area that is sought after, mm. because when you want to resell, it means that you have a better chance of getting people that are likely to buy your place, and that's and that's typically the the logic that one needs to follow.
1: So as a bank, net bank is, which are saying, if, if I'm decoding correctly, it's unlikely that you'll say no, but you won't give somebody a million rand house if the value in that place is 250,000 rand. Is Absolutely. What you're it okay. just, it just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, so no, we not would at do all.
0: comparative sales. You know, yeah. Um, and in means in many instances, uh, where we are not able to get a clear comparative from, uh, from a desktop valuation, mm. which is using, uh, reports that have been, uh, um, gathered to kind of give you, uh, a comparison of what the same or similar size house sold for, we would actually send out a valuer okay. to actually go out, eyeball the place, take a look around and see what's happening. Ah,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, with about 10 minutes to go before we finish off with Tim- Timothy, Timothy Akinusi from NetBank, um, I wanted to, to speak to you about paying a little bit more on your bond. Okay. So people would tell you if the bond will finance you for, uh, a million. Right. Don't just pay the, let's say it was 10,000, ten uh, 10,000 rand, 10, rand so, that yeah. you have to pay. Pay slightly more. Mm-hmm. First of all, how do I arrange that with my bank? How, once again, how amiable is the bank to, to that kind of arrangement? And once again, how much should I pay? Should I pay two hundred 200, and fifty rand? Should I pay two grand? Right. Is there, is, is, there a benchmark?
0: Well, there, there's no benchmark. I okay. think you, you can, you can pay as, as much as you can afford, really. Mm. Um, so this is public knowledge, and I think, uh, you know, any, any good financial advisor will tell you to say, um, if you can pay more than your contractual repayment amount. It's always a good thing because you can shorten the term that you need to pay back and you can also uh, soak up and absorb some of the interest charges that, that you would be charged by the bank. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously, I, uh, and uh, I mean, I'll, I'll have to state it. Uh, it's, it's not good news for, for banks when people prepay into their bonds because yes. then we, we typically are not making money as much money as we would. Make given that uh, we have we have price for this we've 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 set you a repayment. Well, at
1: least you're honest about right. that. Right? Yes. No, I,
0: I think it's it's yeah. it's it's general knowledge, you know. Um, and as much as people know that, because of their circumstances, they're actually only able to afford exactly what the bank has required them to pay. Mm. But the individuals who can, they actually do. They prepay into their bonds. The money is there. It's accessible to them whenever they, they need it via what we call an access bond. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's also a good way of parking funds. You know, it's, it's, it's a good way of, uh, of building up some level of savings mm. whilst you're also, um, uh, reducing your interest payment on a monthly basis. Mm. So if you, if you go online, if you, if you've got a bond now and you're able to access your, uh, your bond statements via internet banking. You can very clearly see how much your repayment has been, say your 10,000 rand, and how much of that has actually gone towards paying off interest.
1: Ah, okay. So
0: you can actually see the difference, and the difference is what you're then actually paying ah. back. And, and that's a good way of, of gauging that. So the minute you increase your repayment, you'll start to see that the next, on, on your next month's, um uh, debit order The interest charge Is a lot less You mm-hmm. can You can see that Immediately it Almost immediately Yeah
1: Okay I mean that's I guess that's the easiest way Anybody has put it to me On this show Since I, I've been on Which is to say Look assess your 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 monthly repayments Right And figure out look at how much it, how has, much it is how and much how it much interest is. you've been charged yeah. for it yeah. so that you can basically figure out how much more you can pay absolutely nobody has explained it like that until right. now yeah so i mean
0: yeah.
1: th- that's the point of shows and having people <laughs> like you on i remember you can go to uh netbank.co.za to find out more about um uh, netbank's instant bond indicator which is probably the first place you should go if you're looking to Get a loan through NetBank. It basically tells you what your financial health is, as it were. You yeah. know, it it tells you if. Yeah.
0: If we, we will tell you. Yep. In real time, what you can afford and what your credit health has been.
1: Yeah. And uh, affordability is one of the first six questions you should ask yourself before you buy a property. That also includes your credit history. Uh, you know. <laughs>
0: and also your your life stage. Yes. You know, I think that um people often underestimate. Uh, that is a consideration Because mm. If you're If you're a young bachelor And um, You don't expect To be married In the next uh, Five years Yeah Well then Buy something That suits your life stage Yes Right Yes And when you know That you are likely To get married And you want to start a family Then start preparing To uh, To get a a bigger place, yeah. But don't buy a one-bedroom when you you know you you're getting married in six months' time and you <laughs> want to start a family, because that might not be sufficient for your young family. Yeah, and yeah. that
1: might also be costly because it takes three months to to even.
0: Yeah, you know you, you find, spend all the, you know. Yeah, you know, it's just it's a <laughs> it's costly a process, exercise, right? Yes. Um, and obviously you want to get a place that that suits your your family's needs. Yes. So you don't want to buy a place and then try and resell it. Within six months to a year yeah because exactly. you are chances are you're you're likely to lose money on that no yeah. Tim
1: i'm going to do something that is um completely uh uh not good for interviews to do which is i'm going to end with a difficult question <laughs> um, <laughs> shoot. Why should people trust banks? I mean, if we've had somebody like the CEO of Better Bonds coming in here saying, you know, um, we will give you a better rate than the banks, and people have this thing that banks are always taking my money. Well, why should we trust you when investing in one of the most important things we'll ever put into our lives, which is real estate, which is property? Why should I, as Tembi B from uh, Guamashu, or uh, from Why should I trust the fact that a bank will uh, look after my best interest
0: So let yes. me answer your question this way. I'll tell you why I think you should trust Nedbank
1: Bank. Okay. Right. <laughs> I can only speak. Not for every Ned bank. bank.
0: <laughs> and that's not to say that that you of know course. all the other banks are, are yes. not to be trusted. I'm just I can only speak for for uh, the bank that I work for currently. Is. uh one of the things that we've set out to do as banks is to understand clients' need in a very in-depth way. So when we want to give you a bond, we are not solely concerned about the transaction. We want to educate you. We want to make sure that you understand the costs that are involved, all the channels that that you can use that will be convenient for you. We want to make sure that you understand what you can do when you get into difficulty Either to restructure your your uh, your your loan agreement, or will help you sell your property. These are things that we don't necessarily make money off of, mm-hmm. but we we do it in the best interest of customers because mm-hmm. we know once a customer is well informed and well equipped, they can make good decisions, and we can have a long lasting relationship where the property that you end up buying can be an asset for you, for your kids, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So we're not just about Dishing out the loan to you We want to make sure that You are a better Well-informed individual And that's the one reason I think you should be able To trust NetBank um, Other reasons would be It's not in our best interest To uh, give you a loan That you can't afford mm. Okay Because we don't want To be in a position Where we go to sale And execution Because we lose money Your credit record Is is, is impaired And it's a, it's a, it's a no-win situation, Situation, right? So, so from that perspective, I I, I would think that those are pretty good reasons enough to trust that a bank is, you know, is here to, uh, make um, your dreams come true, make your dreams of home ownership come true in a way that is responsible and in a way that creates value for you in future.
1: Thank you so much. That is Mr. Timothy Akinish, the Executive Head of Home Loan Sales and Client Value Management at uh, NetBank. Remember, as soon as we're finished, in about a minute, you can download this podcast on cliffcentral.com. My name is Lerato Shabalala. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, excuse me, follow us. Friend us. I'm still like on Twitter, li- in Twitter live. Uh, uh, please uh, friend us, living it up with Lerato Shabalala. We are back next week, uh, Wednesday from 10 until 11. Thank you very much. Catch you next week. It's a pleasure. Bye, everybody. Property, 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 property. I'm trying to invest. Money in by the
0: neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo. For like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. Buy back the hood. I'm about to buy back the hood. Buy back the hood. This is CliffCentral.com